Okay guys, um, let's just make sure everything's connected right here. Alright. Okay guys. Alright. Make sure everything is connected. I'm going to find everything is But yeah, welcome guys to this live stream today, this morning, um, if you will. It is about 7.52 in the morning. Um, I'm going to be drinking some Pepsi because if I was to do the uh, coffee maker and I adjust the camera there and make a little bit too much noise. Nothing Pepsi will pretty much help, you know, help me out in that matter. But yeah, welcome to this uh, live edition of Topics on My Mind. Um, the way this is going to go, guys, uh, just to let you know, if you're curious, uh, the way this is going to to go is basically what we're going to do I do apologize for any lag is if you do have any questions and hang on for a sec the fan just went on Yeah, like I was saying, um, the way this is going to work, um, is if you have anything you want to, you know, discuss, basically, you know, like, you want to ask anything, you know, on some of the topics I'm talking about, um, just go to, and I'll, and I'll link it here, I'll put it down here in the, in the, in the thing. Um, but just uh, go to it's in the description uh, but I'll put it up here on the screen eventually hold on um, basically if you have any topics you know, you want to ask questions about, uh, basically what I'm trying to say is if you have any questions of the topics that I'm talking about, you know, here on the, the live stream today, this morning, 
you can ask do not just super chats and super stickers and even afterwards super thanks thanks after the video premieres and all that but you can also ask uh, courtesy of Venmo that's right you can ask courtesy of, of Venmo so let me let me add that to the screen real quickly and uh, <laughs> shrink down the font because I don't want that to be too big or anything you know what I'm saying so you want to shrink that down but you can uh, help me out at um, and hold on yeah, I gotta move that Get that out of the way. There we go. Oops, I put an underline. Sorry. Be there, as well as you can donate at. Cash App um, as well help me out in one of those areas um, during this live stream if you want to do it that's that let me uh, see if I can edit that can I edit that? I don't know well, it's alright I'm sure you guys can see it but yeah, this is where you can, oops, uh, but yeah, basically, you see it up there, Venmo at Brian-Walmart-Jew and Cash App at VWRoads98, you can help support me there, if you can do it, it'd be greatly appreciated, because right now, financially, I'm not doing so well, even though I'm working, um, I want to try to have some money on me besides just, you know, my check, which is going to go to taking care of my overdraft and all that, and that's what this would be like too if you guys can help me out at Venmo uh, and at Cash App because I get the money instantly and it'll help bring down my overdraft so I don't have to worry about losing any of my paycheck of any of it that I still have left after using some of my daily pay to uh, pay down uh, the bank um, you know and the overdraft fee there so if you guys can help me out in that department it would be greatly appreciated uh, in the long run whatever you guys can do uh, also, Super Chats, Super Stickers are also open if you want to help donate there, whatever you guys can do. Uh, but mostly the ones that I just added on top are probably the best um, avenue to to go down uh, for for the time. So, so it'd be like I said, it'd be greatly appreciated if you guys can um, you know do that um, in you know in the long run be really really uh, greatly appreciated oh I see what I can do okay yeah just, just figuring out what, what I could uh, fix stuff okay I can get up there that's cool um, anyway getting but anyway yeah I want again once again I want to welcome you guys to this you know morning edition of topics 
on my mind uh, for today, the 13th of July. We are basically 12 days away from my 43rd uh, birthday, so that's kind of cool. Um, and like I said, I'm drinking some Pepsi because it's a lot easier to drink and not turn on a coffee machine or anything. I mean, my ultimate goal eventually is to kind of fix things around here to where I can put like a little Kurgan machine, like one of those small on-the-go ones, you know, in here and just do the coffee like that, you know. You know, so I don't have to worry too much. Um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, just again, letting you know, like, it's, but again, yeah, well, I just want to welcome you guys here and let you know as I mentioned, if you have anything you want to talk to me about, ask me about, um, best solution to do it so I get the money right away to help me out financially, um, as quickly as possible, is Venmo at Brian-Warmer-2 and at Cash App at BWRoses98. Both, both you can find right here, um, right here. So here's Brian, my Venmo right here, and then over here is the... Uh, cash app right there uh, Anyway, though. Yeah, I just wanted to come on here like I said and do this topics on the line as quickly as possible um, Now for, before I do it, of course, I like to talk about some things just vlog about some stuff and all that and um, Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll say this it's uh, been been kind of an interesting uh, week to sort of the corner phrase if you put it that way been kind of an interesting week and just discussing different things in the head. And it's that commercial. Yeah, you guys, hopefully you guys can hear me. I do apologize if it's a little low. You guys can hear me? Yeah, you guys can hear me because I just heard the thing. <laughs> I think you can see me mainly on there. Okay, just making sure. Just a little low. I think you have to listen to this. Um, you have to listen to this mainly uh, on uh, computers and all that. I'm using the blue, the blue snowball right now, not the headset and everything because you know make it a lot easier to clean up when it's all said and done. Um, and also, my mom's asleep in the other room, so I don't want to, you know, disturb her or anything like that. Uh, if you catch my drift, <laughs> um, yeah, just want to make sure you guys can hear me and everything. Okay. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah. Like I said, it's not it's not too loud as I would like it to be, but you know, you work with what you got. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
but yeah, I just wanted to come on here and do this because, um, and like I said, the, the, what I do is I start off, you know, talking about some things that's been going on. And all, like, like I was saying, I'll tell you right now at work, um, even for the four hours I've worked these past two days, uh, and even this past Friday, um, but mostly these past two days as I um, adjust the glasses a little bit. You know, there's a little bent, you can tell. Yeah, a little bent. One of those wire frames and all that. But like I said, these past uh, couple of days, m mostly Monday and Tuesday, have been very busy. And the reason they've been busy is because we have, in Turlock right now, the Status Cross County Fair. And that is one of the bigger fairs in Status Cross County, thus its name. You know, outside the Apricot Fiesta and what we do here in Newman with the Fall Festival or if any circumstances, you know, cause it to be changed, like last year, you know, the Summer Fall Festival uh, instead. And, um, let me just fix the camera there a little bit, there we go. But yeah, um, you know, it's been very busy. But, you know, the way it's been very busy is the fact that, um, well, honestly, and this is the truth, it's the absolute truth on this, um, honestly, the, the rush, the rush that we've been getting is mostly been about, as I take these off, because like I can say they seem a little unbalanced, so I'll get out my work ones, get out my work ones here, but anyway, you know, I just brushed the mic there, I do apologize. Uh, that's a little better. I don't know what it is with glasses and all that. When you wear them, they just like to go crooked or something. Yeah, that's better. I think it's just the camera, too. <laughs> you know, the way it's angled. Uh, but, you know, like I said, um, basically, um, yeah, may it's also the nose grips too. <laughs> it's weird. But anyway, like I said, uh, I've noticed that the way it's been getting busy is, from what I can tell, is the timing. I've noticed like between one, th like when I get there, it gets busy. Three o'clock, it gets busy. Five o'clock, it kind of dies down, but still gets busy. But mostly like between three and five and one, one and uh, two thirty is when it picks up a lot because of the fact that there are people in my opinion, taking a break from the fair to go grocery shopping and, um, you know, to, you know, to get items for, for the house, you know, grocery-wise, take them to, take them home, and then when they rest it up a little bit, go back to the fair. That's, that's how I'm viewing it. So, um, so yeah, um, that's, <laughs> you know, that's what's been, um, going on on with my job it's been very busy and everything uh to the point that when it does slow down you know some of us can um you know at least help out in other areas like you know with me over the past couple of days i was able to uh go and dump the hangers bin that we have it's like a, it's like a trash can if you will basically a trash can and that you know you put out put out for the garbage people the recycling people to get but it's red and it's black top on it. It's got a black lid, red body, if you will. And uh, we put the hangers in there. So when it gets full, somebody has to go and take it. Usually it's the um, it's the front end, it's the 
it's the uh, it's the guest attendant that does that along with some other duties besides getting cards but because you know it's the summer and the overloaded and everything with responsibility when it comes to getting the cards um, they have to you know they, they, they those jobs fall upon other people you know they fall upon other people so so yeah you know it falls upon my it falls upon people like me upon people like you know uh, leaders in training stuff like that it, it falls upon a lot of people it really does it, it really does but but it helps out in the long run so that way if they do get time to go like check the bathrooms and everything they can do that then they can get back to bringing their cards so that's pretty cool anyway anyway that's what's been going on and one of the topics of course i'm going to touch upon um talks about the bus transportation and things and who you know basically them being careful about who they let on and i can say honestly without a shadow of a doubt um and you probably and you saw the video here on youtube it was a video i had created for my tiktok um but basically which by the way you can find me at bw roses on tiktok um basically long story short this and i say it with all due respect no offense but this is the truth this crazy woman always used to go on the bus you know mostly in the evening and i'll explain more when i get to it but thankfully she wasn't on the bus these past two days you know i don't know about tomorrow because i got to work 115 to 6 but you know, thankfully she wasn't on the bus or anything. Um, uh, you know, when they, um, you know, <laughs> when they did the 7-Eleven between, basically I call it the 7-Eleven, 7-15 route, the last route of the evening uh, to pick people up in my location from Target, Kohl's, wherever, um, to go back to Patterson or wherever they need to go in that vicinity. And did I put 2002 up there? I just... I just noticed that, guys. Hold on. It's my mistake. It's early. There we go. Fix that. Okay. Can I do the same on the live stream here, too? Let me, let me check. Yeah, I did. <laughs> let me save that. I do apologize, guys. Like I said, it's early and, and all that. And, and that's my fault. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, um, I that would mostly be like the the route she would take, and everything, and and okay, I'll explain more about this later. But she is definitely somebody you do not want on the bus. I mean, she has the right to ride the bus and all that, but still, it's like, yeah, you don't, when you want to try to have a peaceful, a semi-peaceful trip back, you know, to your destination, back home, you know. It's not the best uh, avenue to, you know, to, um, you know, go down if if you have somebody like that. Like I said, I'll get more to it later on, but thankfully there was no crazy lady out there. Um, besides that, not really much going on. I mean, I have been able to get more videos up than I thought normally here with the channel. Uh, mostly for the fact that when I go to work, um, I either, you know, use my camera phone, you know, and do like a little five minute, six minute, 
you know, vlog or update video um, while I'm waiting for the bus, as well as I potentially do, like I did yesterday, a live stream um, with my camera or with my phone so I can add more content, but it's not the only thing I use. Uh, the other stuff that I do use, and I'll show you this right now, is uh, this stuff. I use a, I think you can see that. Focus in there. Oh, it's in the focus. Maybe it'll focus. Maybe not. But it's a digital kit. It's an Olympus um, digital video recorder. You know, I use that as well as I use this mic. This mic actually came with the Hapagi, uh, uh, not the Hapagi, yeah, the Hapagan. Hopogan, you can find Rerez, you can look it up here with on YouTube but with Rerez's channel. But the Hopogan PVR uh, device. You know, I got it with that and I've been using it sort of like my external mic so that if I'm waiting for my bus and all that, um, I can do some audio recordings for videos I can create when I get home. Um... Now you might be wondering exactly why I do them. Well, we have a section, and you've probably seen this in the video, where I kind of hang out at on the other side of the store. It's like, um, I don't know how you see this on the camera, but it's like, you know, he, it's like here, here is the, you know, direction to the entrance. Here's the other direction to go to uh, the area. Um, I don't know what that was. I got something here uh, but like I said w this area is like the direction you go to the store the other direction is where you go towards the area I hang out in and I do recordings there I do audio recordings there and sometimes I do the audio recordings and stuff um, uh, while I'm uh, walking towards the bus you know so yeah, I don't know what that was there Kind of weird. But, yeah. But yeah, that's what I do. Those are the things I do to add content. I've been able to add more than I thought normally, you know, as much as I can. Not saying that's always going to be the deal. I think we've noticed there are a few occasions lately that, uh, not lately, but in the past several days to where I've had to only do like one and that's it. And again, it's like I've said, it's what happens when you, you know, when you live with your family and one of your, and your family, mostly in my case, my mom is off for the summer or off for a seasonal break. You have to work around it. But anyway, though, with that said, I just want to, you know, catch you up on some things vlog wise. And now let's get on to certain topics we will talk about. And again, guys, if you have any uh, any questions, you know, about these topics or anything you do want to ask, you know, in between, um, again, super chats, super stickers are a great way of doing it, whatever you guys can afford. Super thanks afterwards, maybe I'll reply in a separate video, as well as if you want to help me out financially right away, as well as get your uh, questions or inquiry, or your questions or whatever um, answered or re um rebuttaled if you will uh venmo 
at Brian-Walmart-2 and Cash App at BW Rosas 98 are the best and quickest way to make that happen financially for me and for you along with the other um, opportunities that I present or that I'm, present that I'm presenting to you as options, you know. Uh, again, like I said, it's early. Uh, but anyway, let's uh, talk about some of these topics. Let's talk about some of these topics here. These topics are as followed. The first one, I did do a video on this, and we're going to touch upon it once more. Kazukiya, Kazu, or Kazu, Kazukiya, Kazukiya, Takahashi, um, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh, passing away at 60, age 60, basically found dead floating in the water. We'll talk about that, um, you know, and his legacy. Uh, number two, we'll talk about, and again, I did a video on this as well, audio video, which one of those audio videos actually blew up, believe it or not, in fact, surprised me. Uh, but this one is USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. Are more teams bound to leave the Big 12 as well? We'll touch upon that. Number three, we'll talk about copyright and what is considered fair use and how we should find a way around uh, it. A way around it, I should say. I should fix that. But yeah, how we should find a way around it. We'll talk about that because that's also relates to something I um, was uh, found out about this past week. Um, I'll get into that. I actually did a video recently on it. Uh, we'll also talk about the Cora Jade heel turn. Fourth topic will be the Cora Jade heel turn on NXT 2.0 last night. Did it make sense even a week after giving her and Roxanne Perez, the former Roxy, uh, in the Independence and Ring of Honor and Impact, you know, for a brief period, uh, the tag title? We'll talk about that. Number five, we'll talk about should IDW Comics consider doing collector's books for the Archie Sonic books like they did with Archie's TMNT Adventure books. And number six, of course, like I just touched upon in the vlog, more examples of bus slash shuttle transport services, watching who they let on the buses, trains, etc. So we will uh, get into all of that. And again, guys, if you have any questions throughout, um, about these topics or just something you want to bring up to me to talk about the best I can uh, the best way financially uh, to help me out and get those questions asked uh, right away uh, Venmo at Brian-Walmart-2 and at Cash App at, at BW Roses 98 so Venmo, uh, so Venmo I should say I'm trying to point it right there at Brian-Walmart-2 and at, and at Cash App right here at BW Roses 98 if you guys want to help me out financially in that way and we greatly appreciate it along with the super chats um, as well you know so anyway with that said let's get on to main topic number one let's get on to topic number one here say let's go in here hold on go to main topic number one and we're going to shrink down the font so it doesn't blow up on us <laughs> no. um, there we go 
let's move that down to here. And uh, let's uh, increase the size a little bit here. Oh, did I? There we go. Make it bold. Okay. So, yeah, let's talk about this first topic here. And that is, as you see it right there, Kazuki uh, Takahashi, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh, passing away at age uh, 60. Like I, now, like I mentioned, I did an audio video on this uh, recently, talking about my love for the fandom and uh, basically giving my prayers and condolences to uh, to the guy, to to the guy's family and friends over this tragic uh, passing. Um, but yeah, did, you know, if you've been following Yu-Gi-Oh for a while since the beginning, the humble beginnings up till recently, this is coming as a shock, especially with the fact that, as I found out through TGS Anime's uh, YouTube channel, I think it was th that one, excuse me, he had, um, you know, he had actually contributed artistically on the last Yu-Gi-Oh animated feature, which was Dark Side of Dimensions. It was during one of the uh, dueling scenes between Seto and Yugi. So, you know, he still was contributing up to then. And, um, you know, he, they actually have a video here on YouTube of him doing a tour of his home, and he has a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, some things he says that he got from people sending to him, and all that. But yeah, he's got a lot of things on there, a lot of things there that just are just massive, and I can definitely tell you it's going to become like a museum uh, if the family wants to continue his legacy I think the museum I think they're gonna turn that into a museum for people to to walk through and everything and and um, really get a you know a feel for what he brought to the table now uh, for me if you now for me if you will like I said in the original uh, video I did uh, a couple days ago um, to me the guy you know, definitely left a legacy uh, on a lot of folks because for me, I was, I never thought I'd be into something like that, you know, into something like that because I didn't really get much into Pokemon. I mean, like I mentioned in the audio video, I saw the movie, saw a few episodes that they were all right, but never really got into it, you know, as much. Digimon kind of changed my mind a little bit and... I got into that a little bit more because obviously that was aimed at a more older audience. And then when Yu-Gi-Oh came around, it's like, pff, sign me up. And again, as I mentioned, it may, what made me wonder about this is I saw people my age, when I was working at Burger King and in other places, playing this game. And I'm like, what is this? So I checked it out. So I checked out the anime and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I wanted to see what the big deal was. So I checked out the anime. And I thought, oh, man, this is really good. And, you know, I decided, okay, you know, I'll try collecting the cards. Maybe I'll get into it and maybe want to play. And I got into it. I got into it a lot more because it it was something that combined a lot of hobbies. It was mainly combining a hit show, which obviously, now that you look back on it, was aimed more at the older audience, you know, people my age, if not older, Especially if you watch the original Japanese um, version, you can definitely see that. Um, but it also 
combine the trading card aspect because you weren't just you know buying these cards to duel with them in tournaments and all that you would bind them to collect them and trade them with friends so I like that idea that it took all those concepts and put them into one and the fact that it also spawned from the fact from a manga now he had done other mangas apparently that weren't as successful so when he got to this point I think he said the and I think they said the inspiration came from him watching Dragon Ball you know that's when you know Yu-Gi-Oh came about and for me you know, it wasn't just about collecting the cards or anything. You know, I got the down the line. I ended up getting the entire first season to that special tin box that they had. Got that a big lot. It's one of the first things I got when I came out here. Officially came back to live out here, that is. And then later on, I got the entire uh, season on DVD. Entire series, I should say, on DVD. The entire collector's edition where basically you put the back together and it you know, puts together a picture of, of Yugi and all that, as well as if you get the boxes, the, when they reissued them, they put a picture of uh, Exodia on there. So that's what, so I ended up getting those. I ended up going seeing in 2004 in the theaters, I actually saw it in the theaters, the movie, um, the Yu-Gi-Oh movie, and then of course I got, I saw Bonds Beyond Time. I have, I have Believe it or not, I have it, but I have yet to really see Yu-Gi-Oh! Dark Side of the Mentions. I have to watch that to, you know, really get a f feel of what, you know, what it's about and everything and why people enjoy it. But I've always, like I said, I've always been a fan. I've always been a fan ever since I started wondering what, you know, what all the hype was. And I even did a few duels. You know, I did a duel with a uh, co-worker and friend. You know, when I lived in Lawrence, Kansas, I went to his apartment and you know, we uh, dueled and he took my uh, Dust Tornado because he was, he was the thing. The Dust Tornado was one of those trap cards that if you got it, apparently people wanted it because they got rid of the magic cards. So he ended up getting that, but later on I got my Dust I got another Dust Tornado so I didn't have to worry. Um, but yeah, I, I even dueled my, my nephew uh, the first year I was back. And again, you can see that video here on uh, my YouTube channel. And uh, he beat me. He beat me fair and square. Um, but yeah, you know, I was always a... But yeah, I've been a fan basically since I lived in Kansas, believe it or not. I've been a fan since then. And um, to, to show you that I've been a fan for that long, if I can uh, get it out here without any issue. I ended up getting these. I had a third one, but I don't know what happened to it. I think I may have given it away or something. But I ended up getting these. Look at that. There, that's better. Yeah, I ended up getting these. These are the mangas right here. There's a name right there. It's a gra these are graphic novels. These are basically collections of all the stories uh, that were in the Shonen Jump magazine. So, that's pretty cool to, to have. I don't know if they still publish Yu-Gi-Oh! mangas. I know they probably, if they do, they publish them. Um, maybe based on the more recent animes of, of Yu-Gi-Oh! I know that. 
I know that. So, again, I, I don't know exactly, you know, if they still do them or not. I mean, I know my job is selling mangas and all that. From, I think, One Piece to My Hero Academia to, uh, to Dragon Slayer and Spy something, you know. Um, but I don't see any Yu-Gi-Oh, so I don't know if they're still publishing it. If they are, let me know. Uh, let me know, basically, guys. And again, comments you can do in the comments, live chat you can do in the live chat, as well as you can do it via Venmo, via, uh, via Venmo here to help me out, and at Cash App um, as well, and super chats and all that too. But yeah, you know I don't know if they're still doing it, but like I said, I've been a fan for a while. I've been a fan for a long while. I mean, I even did a couple of Yu-Gi-Oh collector videos. I can probably put those up here eventually. Link those for you guys. Um, oh, you can look them up here on my channel, and a lot of them. But yeah, I've been a fan for a long time, ever since I lived in Kansas. And when I came back, it kind of surprised my nephew. And I think even before then, when I came out to visit in 2006, and, uh, you know, unexpectedly attended my grandfather's funeral because he passed on my birthday. Um, uh, basically... You know, he, they, my nephew, my oldest nephew was surprised I was into it. And he wanted to duel me one time, and that's what we did in that one video a year after I came back. So, so yeah, I've been a fan, like I said, for a while. I even have a poster packed away somewhere in the garage, a poster of Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, that I think if you look at some of my older videos that I did, I filmed basically back in Kansas, you can see, in, and I call them classic videos, you can see it in the background. So I have, I have that too, so I have that too, so yeah, like I said, I've, I've been a fan for a while, and you know, to, you know, to hear about this is sad, you know, is not sad, but to hear about the passing of this guy and the way he died, it is very tragic and sad, um, because, you know, this guy was only 60, he's only, what, 17, 17, 18 years um, older than me, you know, so it is kind of sad to hear that he passed away the way he did. I mean, apparently he was, I guess, body surfing or something, and, you know, something happened to where he was found by a Marine Coast Guard or something off the coast of, uh, uh, uh off the coast of Okinawa, uh, 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 Ikawara, Akawara, if you will, so I, I, do I do apologize for the mispronouncing of it, but yeah, he was found off the, um, you know, you know, off the, um, the coastline, you know, in the, just floating, and apparently he had been attacked by some sea creatures, like maybe sharks, or little, you know, fish here, and piranhas maybe that chew at the skin or something, or maybe some sea uh, minerals, but yeah. You know, he was, uh, yeah, he was, it was not a, but yeah, it was a, it was an unfortunate uh, breaking news to find out about, and everybody has covered it, everybody has talked about it, from USA Today to National News, because of the fact that, you know, the franchise he helped create and bring to the forefront, you know, has it, you know, became the phenomenon that it did, and he, he's the reason for it, so... Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, it's, you know, 
not always a good to, good it's not always a great thing to hear when someone passes especially someone that's responsible for the creation of something that you've been a fan of for a while or maybe in some gen some of this generation's case grew up on so it's not always a it's not always good to hear about that but apparently konami is going to along uh, i'm assuming with takashi's family is going to keep the legacy of Yu-Gi-Oh uh, going uh, for the longest time and I don't think you would have it any other way so again like I said in the original audio video my prayers and condolences go out to his family in this time of, of this time of his passing and thank you Mr. Takahashi for giving us a great great franchise in Yu-Gi-Oh really appreciate it and again guys the Venmo uh, the the Venmo at Brian-Warmer-2 and Cash App at BW Rose of 98 is one of the more primary instant ways to help me out financially and to get your questions and any inquire questions and any you know maybe additions you have to topics that I'm talking about uh, discussed along with the super chance and super stickers and the super thanks afterwards all right so next up So the next step here, we're going to talk about, as we try to shrink this down a little bit, there we go. Next topic, we're going to talk about USC, UCLA going to the Big Ten, and more team, are, and are basically trying to answer, are more teams bound to leave the Pac-12 as well? Now, as I've done some, now, I've done a couple of videos on this, and one of them, believe it or not, uh, blew up. It just blew up, went to the hundreds, um, if you will. Yeah, in fact, let me get that right now. But they just, uh, it just blew up <laughs> and everything. But let me check where it's at right now. It pops up. Well, I guess it's not going to pop up or anything. But yeah, it, it popped, but basically last I checked, it was like almost in the 170s, maybe getting close to the 170s, 175. So I thank you guys for that. Uh, but yeah, this, this uh, storyline that everybody's been talking about even up till now, and, and currently I should say, you know, it, it's something that nobody would have expected because when you think of the Pac-12, you think of the Pac-10, you think of the Pac-8, you know, UC, USC and UCLA are uh, synonymous with that conference. To So to find out that they're going to be leaving um, said conference for the rival conference, you know, really surprised a lot of folks. Because why would you want to leave the conference you're synonymous with and you bring a lot of prestige for, you know, prestige to, I should say, for the rival conference, especially from a regional standpoint, uh, the fact that you're here in California, Southern California, that is, and the conference you want to join is, you know, mostly, you know, the upper, the Midwest to upper Midwest and uh, Northeast, you know, why would you want to do that? It doesn't make any sense. And of course, a lot of people pinpointing at the fact that it's about money. It's the money. 
and unfortunately that is true it is indeed the money but like I said I think honestly they still have a lot of channels to go through I mean obviously this does sound like it's a locked deal it's all locked in but to me they still have a lot to go through and don't be surprised if someone does as the old saying goes cock block them from you know making it happen don't be surprised by that but yeah right now it does seem like USC and UCLA by 2024 at least are heading to the Big Ten and it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting to see exactly how a lot of fans are going to receive this I mean apparently there's a lot of fans right now that are receiving it but it's kind of mixed the reaction is very mixed I guarantee you a lot of a lot of alumni and a lot of current students and all that at UC at both schools are kind of mixed about it because they're like you know I'm pretty sure they're thinking along the same lines anybody else saw it's like why would you want to leave a conference that you with our schools are synonymous with why would you do that to, for the right and for the rival conference it doesn't make sense so we'll, we'll have to just keep watching and see what other developments um, occur over time but yeah right now it, it seems like a, a, a done deal but you know along with this it also brought up some other questions as well like you know are other teams bound to leave the Pac-12 as well and some teams names that have been brought up have been Oregon Washington because they have some prestige age uh, behind them following the likes of USC and UCLA you know they have the um, they have they have some name value as well and you know there's been talk about them heading to the Big 12 there's been talk about you know the Big 12 probably trying to get Arizona and Arizona State you know um, there's been talk of you know the Pac-12 reducing itself to a sub-conference you know basically being a shell of its former self um, but here's the thing I, I don't think the Pac-12 has to really worry about anybody leaving because it looks like according to reports the alignment as far as the SEC is concerned is uh, done you know so there's no won't be needs for any more teams to be added um, so to me I look at the fact that you know the Pac-12 is going to be fine I think they are going to add a few teams uh, down the line. A lot of people are looking at Fresno State, Nevada, UNLV, um, San Diego State as options. Uh, it seems that everybody seems to also, but you know, what I'm trying to say is, hold on. Need some Pepsi there. It's getting tongue-tied. But it seems I think a lot of people are forgetting there is another. Oh, I saw your TikTok, Bugs. Thank you. And uh, good morning to Bugs uh, in the live chat. Really appreciate it. Again, guys, for any of you that will be joining, joining in the live chat, super stickers, super chats are on and open. It would be appreciated. Super thanks afterwards when it gets fully um, integrated, processed in. And if you want to help out immediately, Cash App, and Venmo are the best ways to do it but uh, like I said um, like I said you know people are seemingly to seemingly forgetting there is another team they can bring in and this team recently in the past year or two had a great year had one of the best years period and that's San Jose State 
Yeah, not last year, but the year prior, they had a great year. They had a tremendous year. They got ranked and stuff. So San Jose State should also be in that discussion. You know, just because maybe their attendance, you know, school-wise isn't, you know, big enough in the eyes of some folks, I think they're a perfect fit for the Pac-12 as well. And from a Bay Area rivalry kind of standpoint, you give Stanford a new rival, you give Cal a new rival, and you have essentially three Bay Area games, rival games, that fans could look forward to. So, to me, I believe, if anything, right now the Pac-12 is going to be fine. Um, but if they do do anything, it's going to be adding more teams. And I think the teams they will add, from a regional standpoint and a more sensible standpoint, are Fresno State, Nevada, San Diego State, UNLV, and San Jose. I, think they're, I don't think they're going to leave San Jose out in the cold. I think San Jose will... Uh, become part of the Pac-12 because here's the thing if you if Pac-12 takes Fresno State and San Diego State and UNLV in Nevada and they just leave San Jose State by itself along with its other WAC teams like Wyoming and such like Wyoming I believe well not WAC but Mountain West teams like Wyoming uh, and who else is uh, in the WAC um, who else is in the WAC uh, Utah State and such you, you, you can't say, not WAC, but Mountain West. You can't tell me that the Mountain West won't want to add some teams from the other sub-smaller conferences to fill those voids. I mean, you'd be losing four, you know, perennial, perennial powerhouses in your sub-conference in the Mountain West. So you're going to want to add to that. So don't be surprised. They look at, you know, the Sun Belt. They look at the MAC. And all that. Don't be surprised if they look at those areas, or even in the FC, F, uh, the F, you know, the FCS, if you will, and try to poach teams there. I mean, there is talk, believe it or not, that North Dakota State is going to become FBS bound. The only question is what conference will they land in? Right now, a lot of th people are saying it's going to be the Sun Belt. Some are saying it's going to be Conference USA. But do not rule out the Pac-12. Don't rule them out. So, or even the Mountain West. Don't rule those two out. So we'll see where they land. But yeah, you know, if the Mountain West has those four teams poached, and San Jose State's the only California team left, along with Utah State and a few and Wyoming and a few others, they're going to go to these other conferences and try to grab some teams, negotiate things with them to bring them over. And that's a fact. You know, that is a fact. So, um, anyway, though, like I mentioned, you know, I don't, I don't think they have anything to fret right now as far as like losing any more teams that be in the Pac-12. But again, if I, if I am them, I'm probably going to add a few more teams, not just to fill the void left behind by USC and UCLA, but also to you know, reassure that if this happens again, you know, with two other teams, we'll have, you know, pretty much a Pac-12, no matter what the circumstance, you know, in the future. So I, I think the Pac-12 will be good. I don't think any more teams are going to be leaving them right now. Um, even though, like I said, Oregon and Washington are in discussions to leave, and so is Arizona and Arizona State. But I think... What's going to happen with the Pac-12 and even the Big 12 and other conferences that are going to potentially lose some teams 
is they're going to start planning ahead. They're going to start planning ahead to um, basically make sure they have enough team. They have the required teams in their conference that they need to have, even if they lose other ones by probably going to other conferences or even to the F FCS conferences and bringing in schools from those areas to fill the void. That that's what I think is going to happen. So yeah, I don't think um, any more teams are going to be leaving the Pac-12 right now. But we, like I said, we just got to keep watching and see what the um, end result is going to be. You know, because who knows? For all we know, today, tomorrow, it could break that Big 12 has, you know, made a deal and negotiated a deal with Oregon and Washington, or they've made a deal with Arizona, Arizona State. Who knows? But we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Anyway. But that said, let's go to topic number three. Go to topic number three here, guys. Okay. All right. Co um, topic number three, copyright and what is considered fair use and how we should find a way around it. Now, I bring this up because recently I did a video where I talked about uh, somebody here on YouTube that I follow, which is Just Alex. And um, uh, Just Alex uh, basically um, had one of his videos blocked by, well, not blocked, but copyright claimed by AEW. And as I mentioned in the video, Alex, um, like people, you know, people, well, people like Alex and people like JD, Lynn Cara, uh, Channel Awesome, if you will, James Wolfe, you know, uh, Bob Show, you, you name it. A lot of people um, utilize, uh, utilize uh, YouTube as the uh, means of making a living. Like if they don't want to go out and get a physical job and they can see that their channel is doing well financially, this becomes their main course of income and you know they don't want to abandon it they don't want to abandon it whatsoever so you know so when uh, Alex came out and announced that his channel or at least his video had been copyright claimed you know he went on Twitter went on social media and asked everybody to retweet and message Tony Khan or anybody else in AEW that can get this cleared up because he is following all the fair use practices. Now, a lot of people, like myself, have come to his defense. We have retreated Tony Khan. We have retreated Aubrey Edwards um, to try to get their attention, to try to get them to, you know, override this so that he can make some money off it because he's not breaking any rules. But unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case because so far we haven't heard anything, any update whether or not it's been lifted or not. So, I know I just they kind of <laughs> didn't make sense there. It kind of sounded like a ramble. But, like I said, we haven't, you know, heard any update or whether it's been lifted or not. But, um, yeah, um, unfortunately, if it hasn't been lifted, he's going to be taking it down. He even had to re-edit it, so he took the reactionary part out. But, um, even so, if he doesn't hear anything by today, you know, he's going to probably take it down, uh, more than likely. Um, but, but here's the thing too, one person on his, um, 
on his in response to his Twitter, and I mentioned this person in the video um, at Top Rope Podcast at Top Rope Podcast um, uh, on Twitter, which they also go by the off the script mantle, but not the same off the script that JD from NY two hundred six does, but it's a you know just a, a name of the Twitter handle, but they're at Top Rope Podcast. Uh, they basically said that more or less that they understand where Alex is coming from. They understand that what he did wasn't fair use. But that they know from experience that Tony Khan will not allow such things to happen. He won't. Tony Khan will copyright you, copyright claim you, if he feels, you know, what he considers is his intellectual property is being used without his consent. Even if it's an audio. You know, if it's an audio, you know, it's still going to get claimed. Um, another example of this is JD. I don't know if JD got it cleared up or not, but JD was invited to be part of the media scrum after Forbidden Door, and he was, he and Jesse, uh, his uh, co-host on his Dynamite reviews, like tonight, um, were at the scrum, and they were videoing, doing a live, they were doing a live feed of the scrum. And when JD got home, apparently, he found out that his scrum got claimed. Not blocked, but it got claimed by AEW. And now, again, I don't, I don't know if he got it worked out or anything. If he did, that's great. Because what he did is he actually retweeted Aubrey Edwards at AEW to try to get this cleared up. I'm guessing he's, she's the one that he... Um, uh, contacted as well along with Tony Khan to get his media scrum situation cleared up but yeah yeah JD even suffered it as well and what's interesting is a lot of people point out the fact that this is a young company and nowadays if you want you know your young company to be expanded and reach you know the eyes and ears of the younger audience the, new, the next generation audience that you're trying to reach you know, and try to introduce your product to, then maybe you should allow this to happen. Maybe you should allow uh, folks to, um, I'm just checking something there. Maybe you should allow folks to uh, basically, you know, react to what react to what your company is doing. Um, but unfortunately, that's not the case. That's unfortunately not happening uh, when it comes to Tony Khan or even any wrestling company or entertainment company just not I mean I mentioned that WWE is also guilty of this because all people are doing is doing reaction videos to let's say Royal Rumble entries whether they're surprise entries or not and that's mainly one of the reasons to see you know how to show how they're reacting to potential surprise entries and you know WWE has been known to do this with with someone like Alex you know they've taken his stuff down so you know, the question is, what do you do? How do you find a way around it? And, you know, like I said, they're all doing the right thing. They're all following the procedures, you know, of what is fair use. But apparently, what fair use is, uh, when it comes to the likes of AEW, WWE, any wrestling, sports, conglomerate, entertainment source media out there, the best way to do it is just to show yourself, let's say you're reacting just show yourself reacting, and maybe you show an image of the person of what you're reacting to later on, or you explain, 
what you're reacting to right then and there and that's it like you make sure your voice is more heard than what's in the background so that there is no uh, copyright claim uh, whatsoever I mean you could follow the procedures by like let's say putting little blind filters like a little blinding like little blind filters over the picture to where you see the picture you the viewer of you know you see the image you see the video of the picture of what the person that's uploaded the video rea is reacting to but you know you're not showing the whole but you're doing it in a way that you you would look at as being fair use like you know you're not showing the whole thing because you know that's going to get you in trouble so you're kind of blocking it out as much as you can so that people could still see what you're reacting to but you know it's not you know but it's you know not in a way to where it's going to get you in trouble um but you know to but you know again to me you know like i said in the video nowadays it doesn't really matter what you react to or what procedures you do follow to because a lot of companies are getting wise to it they're getting wise to it now some companies will you know let it you know will let it go though that you get away with it because it's not causing no harm and they do look at the fact that you are uh, basically giving them giving them basically free publicity you know so they won't mind it and they won't mind you making money off it you know so thankfully there are companies like that you know um, out there but when you have a young company like AEW Tony Khan who's had let's be honest some controversial moments here and there with his show um, you know if he doesn't you know want you know people reacting to something like let's say the best of Max Caster's raps because Max Caster has been known to be very controversial if he doesn't want that to happen he's not gonna let that happen period um, he doesn't want because basically he doesn't want any more controversy and negativity aimed at his uh, company um, than he's already had but again if Alex is doing it in a way where it's just you know him in front of the camera and he's just watching and listening to the audio I don't, I don't see a problem I don't see a problem but I guess the only way around it is you just have to react to what the person is saying like if he just shows himself you know reacting to what Max is rapping about he can then pause you know the video and say okay this is what he rapped about this is what he said in his rap da, 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 and then continue on that's the one way of, one way around it and I'm sure he's aware of that uh, as far as media scrums go I, again you know if, I think JD has a point here it's like if you're invited to be part of something like a media scrum then that you know you're live streaming on your own channel then you should have all the right fair use wise to make some money off it you know you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to worry about going to someone like a Tony Khan and saying hey you know is it okay if I upload this on my channel and make money off it you shouldn't have to worry about that but apparently we you know we live in that day and age now where you you have to worry about it you know you have to you know you have to really um, you know worry about it because like I said anything can be claimed anything can be claimed period and it's unfortunate it's really unfortunate I mean there are times I've, I've reacted like I'll sit right here and I'm reacting to, you know, MLP stuff. Like I reacted to, I think best gift ever, and and I even reacted to 200th episode. 
And even though you could hear some things in the background, guess what? Hasbro didn't say anything. Because mostly it's my voice, you know, with the mic. It's not this mic I'm using. It's the Rockstar mic I was using. But you hear just mainly my voice. And I think that's probably another way of getting around it. Like if you're going to react and you want to have the volume on, you got to make sure that the mic is in front of your mouth or up close to you enough to where your voice drowns out the audio. Like you'll hear snippets here and there, but not much to probably get your video claimed. So that's my way of looking at my, my suggestion of finding a way around it. Or like I mentioned, just, you know, don't just have like earphones on. Like I basically have something like these babies on and, and then just, you know, listen to the audio that way. And then pause the video and then explain to the viewers, you know, what you're reacting to, what the person said, and that's it. But do I consider what Alex did uh, to be fair use if it was just audio and he was using commentary to explain along with, you know, letting people hear what was going on? Do, um, do I think Alex was using fair use? Yeah, I do. Do I think JD, when he had his media scrum thing, uh, copyright claim, do I think he was in the fair use realm of you know, doing everything right? Yeah, especially if he was an invited guest. Yeah, I think so. But, you know, you. but again, I want you to notice. I want you to notice that, the, that some of the people that mainly do this are the major, you know, are the established major or up-and-coming major uh, entertainment conglomerates, you know, you know, wrestling, combat sport, MMA promotions, professional sports, NFL, MLB, NBA, uh, people that are, that are doing this. Like, they'll let your video play, they just won't let you make money off it, even though you're following all the procedures. You know, so, unfortunately, that's just how things are. And until, you know, Google or YouTube or, you know, or any companies that do this similar practice have a change, or at least meet up with these people and say, hey, look, these folks that you're, copywriting and everything the following the fair use you know um, algorithm I so we think it's okay what they're doing and so should you so unless they meet with them in the coming like months or so to explain hey what these people are doing is not wrong it isn't fair use right now we just have to deal with the fact that okay we can do the video it's just gonna be one of our many videos we just or one of our few videos of our many videos that we won't be able to make money off of like I said, it's kind of like when my P, when I do a PMV or an AMV or whatever. You know, you know there is music that I I utilize that, you know I know I won't be able to make well there's music and at times footage that I know I won't be able to make money that I'll be using that, you know will allow my videos to still be up you know and up you know uploaded and viewable to the public, but I won't be able to make money off of or I may have to share monetization with somebody. You know, as a result. So I understand that. I've come to accept that. You know, I'm not willing. Look, I'm not saying that you shouldn't go out and try to appeal, you know, these claims. Okay, I'm not saying that. But, you know, the way I look at it, I don't, I don't want to have to go through all the hassle, especially if what people like Angry Joe, who's dealt with copyright claims a lot, and and sometimes some of his videos blocked, has dealt with in the past, to where it takes months sometimes for you to even get an answer so I don't want to have to deal with that I'll just let it go let it be and 
again, you have to realize there are other avenues out there like Ven like Vimo and and uh, you know, like Vimo and you know uh, BitChute and other places, Twitch, Daily Motion. There are other avenues to look into. So my my way uh, again, my my thought of getting around it is either just react to it, have headphones on, listen to the audio, you know, react to it, pause the video, explain to the viewer what you're reacting to. Um, you know, and such, or, you know, um, let's see, what's the other thing, or just basically, or, yeah, or, you know, or basically get the mic up close to you well enough to where, you know, mostly your voice is being heard, your commentary is being heard over the, uh, vocal, over the volume of what you're reacting to, so that even if little snippets are heard in between here and there, you know, it won't be an issue. Another option, but before I go to the next topic, is also have other accounts elsewhere. Have accounts at Vimo, have accounts at Daily Motion, at Twitch, at BitChute. So that way, if you can't get it, if you, you know, basically places that will allow you to monetize um, as well, uh, in some form of some form or fashion or capacity, get accounts there. Go and get accounts there. And then that way, you know, once you start monetizing them, what I'm trying to say is once you're there, hopefully you won't have to f deal with the same issues here and you'll be able to make money that, you know, off those videos that you're not making here. That's just, that's just another way of getting around, around it in my opinion. But yeah, you know, I consider what, you know, Alex and JD and others like Angry Joe and even Linkara have done to be fair use. They're not trying to say, oh, I made this, this is my property. No, the they're giving publicity, free publicity to those places. So I think what they do, so, so I do agree that what they've done is fair use. It's just that what's got to happen is Google and YouTube either have to have a new changing of the guard or they got to meet with these studios and these companies and be like, hey, what these people are doing aren't fair use. And what they're doing is actually giving you free publicity. So they should, so there shouldn't be a problem if they make a little bit of moolah here and there. If you catch my drift. All right, so next up, our next uh, discussion here. Our next discussion. Let me shrink this down a little bit so we can fit it in there. Well, that's too small. Ooh. There we go. Number four. The Cora Jade heel turn on NXT 2.0. Did it make sense even a week after giving her and Roxanne Perez, the former Roxy on the indies in, in Ring of Honor, and for a brief period, very brief period in Impact Wrestling, uh, you know, even a, basically the Cora Jade heel turn on NXT 2.0 last night, did it make sense even a week after giving her and Roxanne Perez the tag titles? Now, in case you haven't been following, I'm sure a lot of us don't follow that much uh, because we know it gets changed up when they go to the main rosters of small of Raw and SmackDown. Um, but Roxanne Perez, uh, the former Roxy, and Cora Jade, who had been on the roster for a while, which a lot of people looked at as this being the female equivalent, WWE's failed female equivalent of Darby Allin at, you know, in AEW. Uh, her and Roxanne 
won the tag titles a week ago and they were basically booked for months since Roxanne Roxy got there as being BFFs. Well, last night Roxy challenged for the uh, NXT Women's title and just when it looked like she was about to win uh, the championship, Cora Jade turned on her. Uh, turned on her. Basically nailed her in the back with her half of the tag titles. And the reason for it is because she can. She looked at Roxy or Roxanne as being selfish, because what Roxanne challenged, you know, for the tag title, uh, challenge for a shot, or was, what did she challenge, or was she given a shot, or whatever the case is, at the women's title. And the way the commentators tried to play it off, is it was jealousy. It's like something just, you know, snapped in her or, or whatever, and. You know, a lot of people that were covering this last night, uh, NXT 2.0, kind of all agreed that, you know, that this heel turn, you know, this heel turn didn't make any sense. Like, to them, like, JD from NY206, he looked at this and it's like, what was, his basically, his, his main question is, what was the point of even giving them the tag team championships? If you were going to turn Cora Jade heel. You know, he said it didn't make sense. I think he touched upon the fact that it would have made more sense if you would have had Roxy win the match, win the title, and then Cora Jade turns. It would have made more sense that way. But that's, but they didn't do that. You know, they didn't do that um, whatsoever. Or, as some people have pointed out in their reviews, you could have planted the seeds that something was there, something was a miss with the two but you know they didn't do it basically it just came out of nowhere it just came out of nowhere now JD did say and I'm sure others have agreed that after she did what she did and she had that look on her face that being Corey J that snarl look that that disdain like oh I I hate your guts so much kind of look he does agree that she fits better potentially as a heel and she'll fit better as a heel because of that demeanor she gives off. Now, again, did it make sense even a week after, you know, giving her Roxanne Perez the titles? No. No, it didn't. I mean, if you were going to turn, because if there's one thing I will agree upon, and I'm sure others have pointed this out, if you were going to turn Rox, uh, not Roxanne, but Cora J heel, you should have just done it on the week they were challenging for the belts. Like, Roxanne, like, basically you can go that classic route of where Roxanne is, you know, getting beat down and when she finally gets her hope spot in and gets an opportunity to go for the tag and Cora Jade's reaching out, reaching out, say, okay, come on, tag me, tag me, tag me. And Roxanne's just about to get there. Uh, you, could have, you could have had Cora Jade just jump off right then and there and avoid the tag. Like, she's not pulled off. She just jumps off. Like, you, you know, she just jumps off and avoids the tag. And you can have Roxanne just look at her in, in the same way she did last night. Like, what are you doing? Why why are you walking off? And then that then that's how you could do the heel turn. You could have done the heel turn that way. But they didn't. Now I don't know if maybe the storyline is, hey, contractually we're tag champs now, so you have to put up with me and I'm gonna make your life a, a living hell to you admit you're selfish or you admit I should have been the one that got the title shot. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know. But yeah, it, it I mean but yeah, I do I do agree that it 
it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense um, in the slightest when it came to when it came to the heel turn. It, re it really didn't. Honestly, it just didn't really make any sense in, in my opinion because you know, like I said, if you're going to have her do that, you should have just had it be done the week they were challenging for the tag titles. You know, use that classic spot to where she looks like she's going to have her tag her, have her, you know, encourage her to tag her and everything, and then she just pulls away, jumps off, and says, you know, says what she did last night. You know, and you go from there. Now, again, I don't know if they're going to go the route of, hey, she's stuck with her, and she's going to make her life a living hell until she admits that Cora Jade is better, or Cora Jade should have got the shot, or until maybe Roxanne, maybe swallows her pride and says, Cora, I'm sorry, you're right, you should have been the one that got the shot, not me. You know, so I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but, but yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it did not make any sense, it really didn't. It really, it really didn't. I mean, what I pointed out would have been my, made more sense, and what JD and others have pointed out would have made more sense too. Like, okay, well, not just me pointing out the fact that, hey, if you were going to turn Cora J heel, you should have just done it the week they were challenging for the belts. Um, you know, to, to me, that would have made more sense to what I'm trying to say. And others, I'm pretty sure that brought that up as well, uh, would agree. They would agree that it would have made more sense and to, to go that route instead of doing it basically a week after you've given the belts. It's almost like, and, and, and you can tell JD was kind of alluding at this a little bit. That even though NXT is making more of an effort with the women's tag teams and all that, trying to create a division, it's almost like, you know, WWE doesn't want any women's tag team titles. They don't. It's like as soon as Oscar, not Oscar, but as soon as Sasha and Naomi did what they did, and WWE has done, has done nothing with the main roster women tag titles, it's like that's basically domino effect. That, um, that basically has domino affected, if you will, down to NXT to where now it's like you know the to now people are looking at Bruce probably looking at you know Bruce Pritchard being the one behind the scenes calling the shots being like okay well we don't have any use for the main roster women's tag titles you know maybe we don't really need a use for these either and you know who's to say he didn't you know make the decision you know, he didn't make the decision to uh, basically, you know, in correlation with the women's tag team titles on the main roster being shelved indefinitely for the time being, decide how can we do the same with the with the NXT women's tag titles? Oh, I know. Let's have Cora J turn on her partner a week after winning them. That might have been what he decided. Again, I'm not a fl I'm not I'm not working behind the scenes there or anything, but. You know, the way, w, the way people are viewing how NXT is being treated right now under Bruce Preacher's uh, watch, I wouldn't put it past them to say, hey, well, if we can't have the main roster women tag team titles, then we're not going to have them in NXT either. And that's could have been what happened. That could have been what happened. But, you know, it's, it's just one of those situations to where I think the sooner Triple H, if he is coming back to NXT, and his QR code has something to do with it, that the sooner he comes back and takes control, the better things are going to be. That's how a lot of people are viewing it. You know, that's how a lot of people are viewing it. But, yeah, to me it just didn't make sense. Now, 
if they build upon this, which apparently they're going to try to do, if they build upon this and they have uh, Roxy come out and, and basically acknowledge that she should have saw this coming, that everybody from Nikita Lyons and others have warned her about Cora Jade and even explained to her that the reason nobody wanted to team with Cora Jade is because they know who, who the real who she who the real Cora Jade is who the who she who the real person behind that skateboarding is that facade if you will is you know and that she's nothing more than a a user she's a manipulator if you will of people to you know get what she wants because she can't do it on her own you know if they come out and explain that you know Cora you know have a uh, Roxy or Roxanne um, acknowledge that she's learned that she uh, found out or that people warned her that Core Jade can't be trusted that you know the reason Core Jade like I said never had success with partners is because they see the real Core Jade that the core the real Core Jade is just self-centered and doesn't care about anybody but herself and then she'll use and manipulate people to get what she wants you know if they go with that then fine maybe that maybe giving them the benefit of the doubt maybe that might help them uh, salvage uh, this storyline or this sudden heel turn you know that we that we got from Cora uh, last night but yeah I do agree it didn't make any, any sense even a week after giving them the belts because if you're going to have her turn heel on Roxanne Perez on Roxy then you should have just had it happen during the tag title match so yeah I do agree it didn't make any sense and the way they can only salvage this like I said one of the main ways they can salvage this is to have Roxy come out and acknowledge that she was been warned by folks not to trust Cora Jade because that Cora Jade in reality is just a self-centered manipulator who uses people to get what she wants because she can't do things on her own. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully they'll do something like that to salvage uh, this um, the storyline. All right, next up at number five. At number five, as I... Try to get this up here. There we go. Should IDW Comics consider doing collector's books for the Archie Sonic comics like they did with Archie's TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Adventure Comics uh, over the past couple of years? And in case you guys don't know what I mean, if you look over here, if you look right here, those three, uh, those four books um, on the bottom. Uh, these here ten, eleven, twelve, sixteen. Uh, those books there are the collector's books that IDW did for the TMNT adventure books that were you know, for the comic series, I should say, that were published under Archie Comics. And, uh, basically, they, um, they decided to basically republish all the issues in 16-volume trade paperback, graphic novels, if you will, collector books, if you will. And it got, it got me, and it's got a lot of other people thinking, you know, could they do that or should they do that with uh, the Archie Sonic book? And honestly, yeah, I think they should. Should they consider doing it? 
you know, doing collector books to the Artisanic comics? Yeah, they should. Now, excuse me. Now, I know people might say, well, there's going to be a lot of legal issues to go through. You know, Ken Pen you know, with Ken Penders and all that. Here's the thing. Ken Penders, basically, if you believe what he says, is willing to work with people now. He's willing to work with people for a price. You know, you know, he's willing to work with people for a price. So, um, basically, you know, could, could it be done now? Absolutely. You know, could it be done now? Yeah, absolutely it could be done. There is, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, if he is to be believed, is to be believed that yeah I think I think honestly it can be done I think you know if they meet his price meet, meet, meet the price that he wants I think it can be done now, I know some people have reported that IDW is probably at times not in the best place uh, when it comes to the bit the company um, but you know, we haven't heard IDW come out and say anything like that, you know, and maybe they don't want to because they don't want to worry folks, but, you know, they have a lot of uh, huge hits on their hands. I mean, they got the, they got the deal with Disney right now going on. They got the thing with Hasbro going on with My Little Pony, you know, they got the thing with so Sega and, so you know, Sega with Sonic and a few other ones and as well as a few original titles. So they're okay in my opinion. I think they're financially okay, and I think they can uh, meet Ken Pender's um, asking price. I, I'm sure they can work out a deal. Um, so yeah, I think I think honestly they could do collector books and should consider doing collector's books for the Archie Sonic comics, um, like they did with Archie's uh, TMNT Adventure comics as well. Uh, I really do. I, I think. I think they should do it and, you know, make it a reality. I, I really do. I think they should make it a reality because, you know, in, in my opinion, it would be, it would be better for them. You know, I, honestly, if they, if they want something that's going to help them sell or make some financial money on the side, I, uh, not on the side, but finance, basically, if they want something that's going to be a huge bestseller for them then I think doing this would be the best way for them to do it because obviously they did it with um, TMNT and it, and it worked <coughs> you say they worked at TNT and I mean T, not TNT but with at Ninja Turtles and it worked so why not do it with Archie's Sonic comics so I think with Ken being kind of the wild card although I think they can work something out with him I think um, yeah I think it can be done I think it can be done, should be, and I think they should consider doing it. I really do, because you have over 290 plus issues to work with, and on top of that, on top of that, you could also probably open a door to, okay, you could probably open a, a door potentially public allowing them to publish some of the unfinished stories that they were 
you know, unable to complete because of the cancellation originally. So, so yeah, I think IDW Comics should consider it, and hopefully they will. Hopefully, you know, they will do that. Uh, especially with the 30th anniversary of the original Archie book uh, upcoming later this year, if not mostly next year. You know, and, and along with Saturday M's 30th anniversary. Yeah, I think they, I think they should really strongly consider doing it, in my opinion. All right. On to the last and final topic here. I know some of these fonts seem a little smaller than the usual. <laughs> it depends on the title of the topic. But more, the final topic here, and it's something that I've dealt with, I've talked about a lot, and I'm sure a lot of you have dealt with. Uh, more examples of bus slash shuttle transport services watching who they let on the buses, trains, etc. Now, as I mentioned earlier at the beginning in the vlog portion, um, basically for, I guess, a few weeks, like a couple weeks ago, um, I had to, myself and others have had to deal with this, and I say it with all due respect, no offense, this crazy lady. This crazy lady who... Um, you know, you would think it's just like another homeless lady probably, you know, has done some drugs and here and here and there, but, you know, and you would think nothing of it. You would think nothing of that, right? But, nope, this lady is out there. I mean, the first time she was on the bus that I was on, which was the 711-715 bus, you know, she was... I wouldn't say yelling or anything, but she was being loud. She would say, I want this, I want this. You know, she would say, I want all key, I want this, I want that. And, you know, that. And she was wondering, oh, does this go to Modesto? Does this go to here? And all that. And just getting loud and everything. And it was just, it was just creepy, in my opinion. Just weird. And then the second time she did it, or the second time she rode the bus, I'm sitting like, I'm sitting like right here in, the, in one of the seats, right? And then she walks right up to the window, right up to me. And I'm like, okay, I'm moving. And I did. And then she follows me. So I move to the front. She follows me to the front. And then she finally moves back to the uh, seat that she's, rode, that she's rode in before, saying, okay, bye-bye. And it's like, yeah, lady, you know, something's not right with you. Something's not right with you. Because, you know... It, it wasn't just, you know, it's disturbing for someone like me. It was disturbing for the other passengers. I mean, the last time she was on the bus with me, we had another passenger who was getting off getting off work at Wingstop in Patterson. And, you know, he lived in Newman. And one of the stops before the Mercedes and Eucalyptus stop that I get off on um, is Amy and Driscoll all around there right here in Newman. And, you know, this kid, you know, he looks back at her, you know, he looks back at her and he's like, you know, when we get to that stop, stop and everything, because I'm thinking he's going to probably stop where I'm going to stop, right? Or even, you know, maybe 
trying to see if you can stop a Burger King or whatever. No, we get Amy Disco, and he's just, and he's like this. He just looks back at her like, like that, and real quickly he says, "Yeah, I'm getting off here." He basically tells the driver, "I'm getting off here." I did the same thing. I'm saying like, "Screw this, I'm getting off," and that's what I did. And then she just rode with the bus driver to wherever he dropped her off at. And I don't know if he dropped her off on Amy, you know, on Mercedes Eucalyptus, or if he dropped her off, um, you know, at the get, you know, at the gas station or whatever, or at the corner, because, um, yeah, you know, as soon as I was walking, because what I did is I got dropped off there, and I walked down Eucalyptus, down to Merced, and then as soon as I got to the area I get to, which is across from the gas station. I noticed the lady over there, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I'm not, oh, no, oh, no, I'm not going to deal with this. So what I did is, instead of going my regular direction, I went another direction, basically in front of the gas station and down, you know, some other alleys, by, you know, behind the, um, basically a street or so down from what I normally would walk to avoid her, because I'm like, that's the last thing I need right now. So, yeah, we haven't had to deal with her for the past couple of days, thank God. I don't know about tomorrow, but we'll see. I'm thinking because the fair is in town, the county fair is in town, that, you know, we won't have to worry about that. But, again, we'll have to see what happens. Um, but, again, um, she's not the only one. I mean, another example was yesterday. Another example was yesterday. Um... A guy basically just wearing shoes, you know, shorts, if you know, jean shorts and a shirt and a cap, dirty looking and all that. Because buses are free in July for some reason, all across, even Turlock Transit. Now he gets on the bus and he's wondering, you know, he asks me, oh, is this the bus going to Patterson? I said, yeah, it's going to Patterson. I said, oh, good, that's the one I need. But then he gets on the bus and he sits down and then he starts talking loud to the, the bus driver it's like oh what about you I don't know I had my headphones on but apparently he said something to where he, you know he wanted to be dropped off somewhere and the bus driver was like okay fine I'm not going to deal with this either so he takes him to this one area it's like I would say I'd say it was right out of Turlock I'd say it's right outside of Turlock and everything and it's basically a street or two after the, uh, not at, well, it's a street or two before the lone Chevron gas station that you can go to before going into Turlock. And and basically, um, you know, well, I'll put it this way. How, how can I use an example? Um, so here's an example so this is the gas station right well not the gas station but this is the okay let me go so let's say this is this place the guy got dropped off of and this is where the gas station is right this is the lone gas station the lone chevron before you go into Turlock so what happens is we're going the opposite way right so the gas station's on this side right the gas station's here the drop off is where the guy got dropped off is right here. So basically, the parallel. It's like the gas station is on the other side. You you get the idea. Anyway, 
you know, it's the, and it's the only gas station you can go to even if you're leaving Turlock and you suddenly like, oh, I got to use the restroom. Oh, there's a gas station right there. Anyway, uh, the guy, so basically the gas stations here, the stop where the guy got dropped off of is like, like this. It's like, here's the gas station, here's the stop. The bus driver basically dropped him off here. Like, like right in the middle, like where my Warriors thing is. That's like one of the turns. Like, let's say that's, okay, like right here, the the um, the chest area here, the, the top area here, my tank top. Okay, that's like one of the turns. That's like one of the turns, if you will. So here's the gas station. Here's the turn, here's the turn the guy got dropped off of. Here's the turn before it, like in the middle. So after we get past this turn, the guy gets dropped off at this turn, right in the basically almost the middle of nowhere, where he's got a hit time. Or walk back to Thurlow. Or walk, or take a long walk to Patterson. And, you know, this is, again, even though he wasn't as bad as the crazy lady, this is just, you know, another example of the fact that, you know, bus, bus, shuttle bus and shuttle transport services train services transports basically transport services in general bus shuttle trains whatever you know they got to be careful about who they let on they do they have to be careful about who they let on because it could be a matter of life and death you know and it and here's here's what scares me it wouldn't be the person that is out of their mind I mentally and disabledly that could you know be you know uh, the instigator in that it could be someone that's getting annoyed by them that could cause problems because you know the person's not shutting up the person's doing you know person's saying this that not making any sense so you know these companies got to it's not just here in California with Stan RTA which is now the combined company by Transdev of Max and Start or Turlock Transit or anything like that, it, it's everybody across the country, if not the world. they got to be careful about this. You know, they got to be careful. If they see somebody that wants to board the bus, and even, even if they have a ticket, and yes, if they have a ticket, my arm just hit the mic there, I do apologize, but, you know, even if they have a ticket like this, you know, yeah, they have the right to board the bus, but the bus driver also has the right to refuse them boarding because of the way they look. Well, not the way they look, but the way they're acting. And that's the one thing they need to do. They need to watch for those tall for those signs. If the person looks like they're acting a little, you know, out of it and all that, be like, you know, be polite. If you're the bus driver, just be polite to them and understanding to them and say, look, I can't let you board because you're in this condition. I can't let you board because... For your own safety kind of deal because like i said it may not be them that instigates it or instigates the the situation it could be others it could be others that do that and they have to be careful they have to be truly careful about what you know about what they do what they say so yeah if i'm if i'm the bus companies the shuttle companies you know the bus and shuttle transport companies even the train transportations I got to be careful about who I let on. I do. Because again, it could be a matter of life and death and not because of the person they're letting on that's not all there, if you know what I mean. Uh, because, you know, like I said, the person 
person that's not all there may not be the issue. It may be the person that gets annoyed with it. You know, so again, if I'm if I'm these people, I I take my time. I'm not time, but I basically do reconsiderations, if you will. I do a reconsideration of you know who I let on, how I let them on, and basically I just I do a, I do a judgment call. Like, do I let this person on, or do I just say no? I'm not going to do that. Because one of the areas we stop at where that lady would board is one of the last park areas before we go down the main turn to go, well, go down one of the main turns to go to West Main to get back onto Las Palmas to go down West Main Las Palmas. Well, basically, well, okay, what I'm trying to say, it's one of the last park areas, park stops, bus stops, if you will, that we have before we go to uh, onto West Main. Main and in, you know towards Patterson. So, so yeah, that's the main area you'd be at. But, and it's not just that area either. It's my job, the bus stop there. You know, again, they got to be careful. They got to be judges of character. They got to be judges of, you know, whether or not this person's going to be an issue or or what. Or at least if you're going to let them board, give them a warning. Say, look, if you say something just once, if you get real loud just once and act incoherent, I'm going to I'm going to drop you off. Now, I don't know if that's what the bus driver did to that guy yesterday or not. I, I can't really say. I can't really say. But, you know, to me, they need to be more careful about who they let on to the buses or shuttle systems or whatever, especially the shuttle transportation systems now because... With the fair going on and them, you know, having this event shuttle, oh bus, bus uh, out and about, or at least several event shuttle buses out and about, um, you know, taking people to the fair, they got to be careful about that too, because the because some of these people that are not mentally, you know, all there, you know, may try to um, use the per may try to use the bus to go to the fair and sneak in. And cause trouble, and you can't tell me that maybe that's where that lady went um, uh, this past week. Think maybe she's at the fair, just walking about, doing nothing, just talking randomly to herself or something. I don't know. But you know, you know, I pray and hope that they start taking more. They start. Um, they start. Uh, basically, what's the word I'm looking for? They start basically watching who they let on you know they they watch who they let on they make a judgment call and that's it i mean if i'm the bus drivers and let's say i see that lady at that park that one last park area bus stop if i don't see anybody at the bus stop i just drive by I'll, if i'm if i'm that if i'm the bus driver i just drive by like nope i'm not, I'm not dealing with you <laughs> forget it i'll let you be somebody else's problem and i would and being honest with you, and being honest with you, I should say, I think it was back on Friday or something. I think it was this past Friday or whatever. Um, I was waiting for the bus, and one of the buses that's also a start stand RTA bus, um, is um, Route 15 or Route 10 uh, to Modesto. And this one uh, came to the bus stop in front of my job and dropped some people off there but the one person they didn't drop off even though the bus driver got 
got off a little bit because one of the things the bus drivers like to do is they like to stretch the legs and everything as well as go like that. The one person that was on the bus, that uh, bus 10, the Route 10, I think, or Route 15, was that lady. It was her. She was on there. You, and I could just tell by, you know, the hairstyle and everything, it was her. And she was sitting in the same area she normally sits. Now, again, like I said, I don't know if tomorrow night I'm going to have to deal with it or not. But, um, yeah. Apparently what she does is she rides the bus and she either rides it to wherever. <laughs> you know. She rode it to Modesto the first time I rode with her. And then she rode it to Newman. Got a, obviously a hitchhike hike across the county a little bit from here to uh, from Newman to Gustine and wherever that night I don't know and then you know what's funny is there are there was a report of a lady that acted very similar to her that obviously broke in uh, into another person's house well actually the key was under the mat and they just walked in and did what they did and this lady was you know this and the daughter of the person that was there, or the mother, I guess, who wasn't there, or whatever whatever the case was here in town, walked in, you know, was kind of surprised by this, called the cops, and the lady that was, that walked, that, that had got into the house was yelling at her, saying, no, those my place, and all, just acting really weird, really crazy. You know, so, and, you know, she was described as having dark hair, but I think maybe because, um, uh, in the uh, in the because they were in the moment, or because the lady, the real owner of the house, was in the moment, you know, kind of just still getting over what had happened, kind of misinterpreting the description of what, of you know, what she saw, you know, of the color, of, you know, not not of what she saw, but of who she saw, like you know, hair coloring and all that. That's just my opinion. But then, what's even more interesting is my second oldest sister. She works at a restaurant in Modesto, and she said, basically, she had dealt, she had seen recently somebody that description-wise sounded similar to this lady. So I don't know if maybe that was the same lady or not that probably boarded the bus to go to Modesto, got dropped off there, and just started saying stuff. I don't know. Because she would tell people, F you, F this, F that, and it's like, it's like you know when I when I over when I heard this I'm like, this to me it's like this lady sounds like the lady I've dealt with. But again, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just because of what I've dealt with. I don't know. But um, yeah, if I'm if I'm them, I honestly I would not be honest with you. I would not um, if I'm the bus services, you know, not just here in California but across the country. The shuttle bus transport services, if you will, uh, across you know across the country, not just here in California, as well as the train services and all that. I'll be more. I should really watch who I let on, because again, it may not be that person they let on that causes uh, a situation or a scene or a life and death, you know, scenario. It could be you know someone that gets annoyed by them because they don't understand. And they need to be careful about that. But yeah, I think, you know, yesterday with that guy, you know, being basically dropped off, like like I said, like, you know, like I said, here's the place he got dropped off of, here's the road right in the middle before that, like here's the turn before it, 
here's the town where he got dropped off at, you know, and here's the main gas station, or the only gas station right before Turlock, or right before you enter Turlock, you know, where he got dropped off in that, dropped off, uh, dropped off at, I should say, in that location. So, again, they, they, they gotta be more considerate, man. They gotta be more considerate, and they gotta watch who they let on, and they gotta judge. They gotta make a judgment call, and that's, that's all I'm gonna say. But, Anyway, though, guys, that's going to do it for today's Topics on My Mind for the July for July 13th, 2022. Thank you all for watching. Again, guys, if you want to help donate afterwards, the Cash App at BWRoses98 is a great way of doing it. It will help me out financially right away along with Venmo. So Cash App at BWRoses98 and, and Venmo at Brian-Warmer-2 would help me out tremendously right away financially. And super thanks as well um, will help out uh, after this has been processed and you know you know processed all the way through. So yeah, thank you all for watching, guys. Really appreciate it. And until then, have a good day. God bless. Thank you to those that did tune in in the live chat and those that did view. Thank you, everybody. Really appreciate it. And you know that's all I'm gonna say. So thank you, and I will make some corrections in the description. I'm also, you can check me out at TikTok at BW Roses. Check me out, check me out at my Teespring store um, as well. Uh, that'll help out financially too. There's some stuff there at the Teespring store I think you guys will really like. So, until then, guys, until next time, I will talk to you all later. Peace. God bless. Thank you all for watching. I am out.